What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is it for Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cat at ROHWorld.com? Stay tuned, wankers. Or I'll give you the tower of London. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to episode 51 of ROH Cast. Uh, my, or is it the ROH Podcast? I, I don't know. Uh, my name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Um, today, it's just me and podcast worst nightmare John. How's it going? Uh, Des can't join us today as he's uh, just gone back to school or university or something. I don't know how it works in America. You you, you call it different things. Um, and Stephen, he, he can't make it either. He's busy and he hasn't seen the TV show yet. So uh, it's just down to me and you, John. Well, I I think we can uh, carry the load today. No, no. Honest, honestly, who goes to school anymore? <laughs> no, no. You sent me a text that said. Uh, us two were on the Davy interview, so this means this show could be the best ROH cast of all time. Yeah, because the Davy interview went so well. I mean, we're the A team of this podcast, so. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we've got um, a few things to talk about this week. To be honest, not that much, unfortunately. But uh... <laughs> says a few, he means a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people looking for that three-hour podcast don't expect it to be this week. Um, we'll we're, sta- shooting, we're shooting for three minutes this week. <laughs> we'll start as we always do, talking about the Ring of Honor and SBG TV show, which aired originally on the 25th of August. Um, the show began with Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on the Young Bucks in the first match of the tournament for the uh, Ring of Honor tag team titles. CNC picked up the win at the end. Um, I-, I think a lot of people on the forum were disappointed that Young Bucks didn't progress any further, but aren't they also booked for um, a Shikara show during that weekend, so they couldn't even advance in the tournament anyway? Yeah, they're booked for the King of Trios with Mike Bennett as their partner that weekend. So there you go. But uh, it is a good thing in a way, you know. It is a shame that they couldn't go further in the tournament, but it did make CNC look good picking up a win against a, a well-established team. And and they're back at least, so we, we know they're and I was quote Kevin Kelly, or maybe it was Nigel, they're back after their summer long, was it, world tour or something? Yeah, I guess they went on tour playing their air guitars. <laughs> well, they definitely weren't wrestling in Ring of Honor for the whole summer, for strange <laughs> reasons. But um, what did you think of this week's opener? I thought this was a great match. Um, all four of these wrestlers got to show their athleticism, and it made for a really fun and fast-paced match. Mm. Uh, like you said, it was a good thing for Coleman and Alexander to pick up a win over an established tag team. Like they, but hopefully this leads to something, unlike in the past when they've beaten Wrestling's greatest tag team and when they've beaten the well, Briscoe. Don't they still have a Proving Ground title shot? I don't think Ring of Honor wants us to remember that. Well, they brought back the survival of the fittest for Elgin out of nowhere, so maybe they'll bring this back one day. But I've always liked Coleman and Alexander. Like When they first started teaming, I wasn't big on them. I was I was fans of their like singles work, mm. but they have quickly proven they have what it takes as a tag team and deserve to be pushed up into the tag title scene. And they're really fun to watch. They, they, they have some crazy and innovative moves that are just 
like every time I see him, like my jaw just drops at what they can do. Mm. And when they get paired with a team like the Young Bucks, and like while it's been great to see the Young Bucks advance, I think it's benefit more beneficial in the long run for Coleman and Alexander to yeah. win this match. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I definitely agree with you. It was a, a great match, a great opener for this week's show. And uh, I, I, I agree with you. C&C have started to really grow on me. And I think it's a bit of a shame that we don't seem to see them that often in, uh, on the TV show. And as you say, you know, they might pick up this odd win and then nothing will happen of it. They'll just sort of disappear for a while. So hopefully, you know, they've, they've beat the books, they're advancing to the semi-finals. I, I'll doubt, I doubt they'll get to the, the finals of the tournament, but... You know, perhaps they will cash in that proving ground shot if Ring of Honor remember it. But uh, yeah, I think I could see them being champions one day, but I don't think the tournament now is the right time, in my opinion. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mm. Um, up next, we had, uh, well, Charlie Haas was in the ring with a microphone, so I bet you were excited. I couldn't control my excitement. <laughs> well, why didn't you explain uh, what, what, what Charlie Haas had to say? Basically, Haas was upset <clears throat> that Jim Cornette suspended Shelton Benjamin for Shelton Benjamin using excessive force by blasting. No, 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 not excessive force, excessive violence. Now, excessive violence. Now, you compare that with Kevin Steen and his violence against uh, everybody. And, well, everybody, yeah, he's never been suspended. So it's, it's very. I know he's gone to Japan, so they had to come up with some reason to get rid of him, so they just suspended him again. But uh, carry on. Some, well, I don't think Steen hit somebody over the back with the chair. Oh, that's enough. true. But basically, uh, ha- or, uh, uh, Haas said that the tag title tournament was a joke because he and Benjamin can't compete in it. And Brett uh, T- Titus made his way to the ring saying that if anybody has the right to be angry, it's him because Kenny King kind of just left him out to dry. And they both have the chance to choose their own partners, so they agree to team up together to to uh, go through the tournament. And if they win the tournament, they're going to face each other for the tag title belts. And then they'll get to pick their own partner afterwards. Which, which doesn't make any sense to me because that means Strat Tyler's to be in the same position he's in now. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a good point. Um now, when we read the spoilers, everyone was just like, what? And just so confused. But to be honest, I think seeing it, it makes a bit more sense because it was the way of Charlie Haas didn't want to pick anyone and he made the idea. He was pushing for it. And the way it read was as, as if Rhett and Charlie just sort of agreed to do this out of nowhere. But it, it made a little bit more sense, in my opinion, on the TV show. So I'm not that that down on it. And I can probably see them um, winning the tournament. Yeah, I don't... I. It's not the most ideal thing in the world, but I don't have a problem with it. It made sense, and there's really nothing much else they could really do, so I'm mm. okay with it. Yeah. Um, I forgot. What was I going to say? I've completely forgot. That's, Rhett Tudis? Rhett, there we go, yeah. That is the official tag team name of Charlie and Rhett is uh, Rhett Tutus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another thing I wanted to bring up was, did anyone find, did you find, well, I'm not saying anyone, it's just me and you. Did you find... And if you want to call in, you can call in at... One six one nine eight two 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 one one. Let us know if you found whatever, whatever Harry's about to say. If you found the, the same. <laughs> um, Rhett Titus's promo was just a bit awkward. Just whenever he speaks, I'm just I just sort of cringe just a little bit. I don't know why. It, to me, it, to me, uh, it just seems forced. It doesn't seem like a, like that's how he naturally is, and it seems like he's trying to be a larger than life character, and it's just not working. Mm, yeah, I think that's a good yeah. 
Because you think, yeah, when you think back to our interview with him, he doesn't talk like how he does his promos, and he, yeah, he's, he emphasizes certain words. It just comes across a little bit weird, and I was just, I can never sort of take his promos that seriously. It's always a little bit awkward. So um, at least now he's in Rectus. Charlie House can do all the talking. And Charlie House can do all the talking. He can do a lot of talking, and it's going to be awesome. You, you just know that. Um, and I still want to see him get a, t- a total shot against Steen on TV just to do a promo on Steen before. I think it would be probably, worth... It would worth. probably resemble Scott Steiner's promos on Joe. He's fat! He's Up next, we have uh, Tadarius Thomas taking on QT Marshall. Or Marshall, as Kevin Kelly kept saying it. I, I don't know which one it is. Maybe the British way is Marshall. I don't know, but um, QT Marshall won a Ring of Honor contract at Boiling Point, defeating three other guys. Um, although on commentary, didn't they say that he won it by impressing ROH Ring officials at tryout yep. camps or something? But look, tr- uh, typical Ring of Honor continuity there. Anyway, um, so this was supposed to be QT Marshall's sort of debut match to show him off to get him over with the crowd, and to be honest. I was more impressed with Tadarius Thomas, and I think Nigel McGuinness was as well, because uh, Nigel kept talking about how Tadarius Thomas was showing him something, was reminds him of what Ring of Honor was all about, and um, even if you go back to ROH Cast 50, where we spoke to Nigel, um, we asked him about sort of upcoming guys in Ring of Honor, and he mentioned Tadarius Thomas, so he obviously impressed Nigel, and I think he impressed me, perhaps a too, too many kicks, I'd like to see perhaps a longer match where he gets some more offense in, but... He, he definitely provided something unique and different, which is what Ring of Honor is all about. And um, to me, QT Marshall, he, he just didn't impress me. He, he sort of came across as Mike Bennett in a cheap robe. And, not, no per, and less personality. And less personality and no hot girlfriend at ringside. So, I mean, I don't see, to be honest, I don't see what QT Marshall brings that's unique and different to Ring of Honor. I'd rather see someone fresh and exciting like Tadarius Thomas and even guys like they have signed and don't use like the books or TJ Perkins Jimmy Jacobs, people like that they, they they have and don't use that are unique and different but instead they, they sign this guy were you impressed with him at all? by QT Marshall? yeah no mm. it, not, like, not that he was bad he just wasn't good he I just didn't care about him at all. Like he no. did nothing to make me dislike him or like him. And I think that's the worst thing a wrestler could possibly do. Is yeah, just to have no reaction from the crowd and no sort of no emotion. He causes no emotion when he comes out. He just sort of like, oh, it's just. I, mean, I know it's his debut match, but still. But still, like, but to Darius Thomas, he at least did things to get the crowd excited, mm. and he did things to make me remember. And some of the kick combinations, I'm not sure if. Any of them actually, you know, connected or or they were just for show. I mean, obviously they're just for show, but if you know, you know what I mean. Hmm. I, I, it makes me want to go and see his match with Kyle O'Reilly that he had in Milwaukee because that'll exactly. hopefully be more of a competitive match. I mean, this was designed in essence as a squash match for QT Marshall, but exactly. I think it sort of backfired because Tadarius Thomas is probably on the forum as well. It's getting more of a discussion than this QT Marshall. Yeah, more, Thomas makes me want to see more of him and. Mm. You know, while his kicks and everything were impressive, he did a lot of those. But it might have been because, you know, like when you're like when a wrestler gets squashed, they just throw out a few basic punches and kicks and try to make their comeback before getting further beat down. So it might have been, you know, how he's trying to make his comebacks. He might have more 
of a mm. vast array of other moves. Exactly. So that, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. But the little bit he showed was really impressive, mm. and it it just really makes me want to see more of him. And I and I think he's the one that should probably get the push and not QT Marshall. Well, just get the contract. I mean, he's not even signed, is he, at this point? But QT is so. Um, and even very strange. Time and time again, said this is what Ring of Honor is all about: is to Darius Thomas. And I yeah. have to agree. It, it it just Hunter was just when watching that. I just thought this guy could be something. I know he was on losing in a squash match, but if he's getting us to talk this much about him while getting squashed, he he probably has something more there to offer. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to see him brought back, and uh, it'd be silly for Ring of Honor not to try and sign him. Perhaps they have tried, and he's not interested. I don't I don't know, but. They should try and use him more often because he was definitely impressive. So, yeah, as you said, I just I just want to see more of the guy. Um, but not not so much cute QT Marshall, unfortunately. Um, moving on, um, we then have this week's Inside Ring of Honor. Now, I don't know if you feel the same way, John. I do. Oh, so I can say anything I want right now, and you have just automatically already agreed with it. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that through, did I? <laughs> uh, I won't do that. But what I was going to say <laughs> was that they should scrap or rethink Inside Ring of Honor. Well, this just Inside Ring of Honor just seems like a way to advance storylines in a quick, quick way. But it, like, to me, it just feels really cheesy and cheap the way Kevin Kelly is stood there with a cage behind him like, This week, the tag team tournament begins. Eddie Edwards, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it just feels so cheap and forced and it's just like no just put the promos in another way or something i, d- I don't know but it, I, I it like might it just for, be me I, I like it for one reason i yeah. got the tv report and this kind of gives me a few minutes just to relax and kind of take it easy now, before now, I have to write a lot for the main event if you weren't doing the tv report take that out of it as an actual show is it watching it what do you think about this segment because to me it just feels like pointless and they just sort of throw in promos just to have an inside ring of honor and it just I don't know. I just don't feel it flows very well. I think it's a uh, good concept. I think that they need ways to, because inside Ring of Honor usually hypes up like the next week's show and like the upcoming eye pay per view. So I think there needs to be ways of doing that. And I think Ring of or uh, Inside ROH is the inefficient way of doing that. But I agree about like how Kevin Kelly at the beginning is like Eddie Edwards. Will he return to action and stuff like that? And he reads through all the topics at the start. That that bit needs to go. It just feels really cheesy and I don't know it just doesn't feel modern or anything or maybe if they just do it's no time for this week's inside roh and then just boom start with the promo or something i don't know yeah but i I like i like how they do the quick succession succession of promos just to kind of hype next week's show and not take a lot of time doing it Mm. so perhaps what we're saying is just get rid of kevin kelly from that segment or find or just modify it a little bit. Just and it, it definitely needs tweaking. I just think in its current thing, I, I just sort of like, oh, the inside ring of honor. I almost want to skip it. I mean, I was lying down watching it, so I couldn't be bothered to get up and skip ahead. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so we then got to the... Oh, to the, although there was a funny Briscoe's promo, which there should be, I think, one every week. Just let them talk for, I don't know, two minutes every week about whatever least, they want. Yeah, yeah just like... Yeah, about whatever they want. They start, start talking about Michael Phelps or something. I, they're crazy, and it, it's always entertaining when the Briscoes have something to say. Yeah, this week's Briscoes from it was really funny. <laughs> uh, we then get to... Oh, it should be noted that they said Eddie Edwards is out of action until September due to uh, doctor's orders after, after getting gored through the table. Um, but obviously, the real reason is he's in Japan. 
But uh, which they actually that's strange because they've been talking about on the, on the Ring of Honor website that uh, in September he's in is it Noah Paracing Noah? Sure. I think he's there, but and that's I what, that's what saying, I think that's what he usually goes to. Yeah. They keep saying they keep saying that on the website, but then on TV they're like he's injured. I mean, come on, make the mind up. Let's try and have some continuity between the site and the... I don't know. Uh, we then get to the main event, which is a six-man mayhem match featuring the returning TJ Perkins. Can you believe it? Tommaso Ciampa, Roderick Strong, Mike Mondo, Mike Bennett, and Jay Lethal. Um, with the winner of this match will face Adam Cole for the TV title at Death Before Dishonor X10 State of Emergency. Uh, on September 15th on pay-per-view um, Mike Mondo picked up the victory when he hit the double arm DDT on Bennett and uh, got the win so I'll go to you John there's no one else to go to <laughs> what do you think of the main event? I thought it was pretty good um, it wasn't anything special it was a lot of fun it was non-stop from bell to bell it just seemed like they, at all times there was something happening mm. it was easy to sit through it was it was just a lot of fun. It seemed it just was action packed, and I enjoyed it. I got I've seen some people complain about Mike Mondo getting the win. I don't have a problem with it because he's been stepping his game up every time he gets in the ring, and I think him and Adam Cole could put on a great match. I'm not saying that I would rather have other people win because I would love to see TJP or even Roderick Strong get a rematch. Master Champa, like Master Champa get a match, but bon, but Bondo, but Mondo was a uh, Bondo. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but Mondo is fine. I I like this match. I'm not sure if it, what anything I just said if it made sense or not. So off, hopefully, I don't know. Perhaps it needs to be translated from American to English. I don't know. But um, <laughs> this match kind of made me sad in a way because it had T.J. Perkins in it, and he saw him have some interaction with Roddy, and I started thinking him versus Roddy would be a fantastic match, and then. You know, him versus any of the guys would be a fantastic match, but they just don't use him, and he's not got any announced upcoming dates or anything, so it is very disappointing when you think of the possibilities there with the, um, TJ. And you even told me that he wrestled Roddy at um, PWG recently, and apparently it was really good. So um, Yeah, I, I just when you mentioned that earlier, I just looked it up. So mm. Yeah, it is a shame. I wish they would capitalise on TJ Perkins more, but, uh, but the match it just, itself... Go on, sorry. It just seems like... I don't know, it just... It just seems like there's just such a gap between the main event and where these guys are. I, I, I don't know why I felt the need to point that out, but it seems like... Are you talking sort of world title scene, main event, and pay-per-views? Yes, and, where, and then where these guys sit right now on the Ooh, roster. Roderick Strong. Well, I mean, Roderick Strong, yeah, but I don't know. Like, you, I don't think we're going to see TJP, Ciampa, Mondo, Bennett ever... In Lethal. the next few months, Lethal maybe get a title shot in the next oh, few sure. months, but it just seems like these guys are kind of stuck in a rut, and I don't think booking them mm. against people who are also stuck in a rut is going to do any good for them moving up the card. Mm. That's true. Good point. I thought the match itself was just sort of—it was fine. It was okay. It was nothing that special, to be honest. I'm not gonna—I don't like. I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it. I just thought it was okay. Uh, Mondo getting the win. Eh. I mean, I'm sure him versus Cole will be a good match, but I don't know if putting him over these five guys is the best way to go about it. We talked about it before. If he gets too many victories, people will start to turn against him and just get a bit sick of it. I know he did lose to Roddy, but to go over these five guys here, I mean, the only other guy 
that I wouldn't want. You know, Mondo, I'd rather see anyone else in this match apart from Bennett get the title shot, if that made any sense. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, that makes sense. But What I'm trying to say is I'd rather see TJP, Champa, Roddy or Lethal win than Mondo. Yeah. My opinion, I, I, because I, I feel would. those would be better matches for the pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would. I think Perkins and Cole could put on a great match. I think Champa and Cole, we've seen mm. what Strong and Cole could do. Mm. I, I, I mean, we... they had a one-on-one match on TV and went where he won the belt. Has he had a rematch? Uh, not that I know of, no. I'm sure champions always get a rematch, so perhaps he'll get one anyway. Maybe make it triple threat or something, but it feels like he should have really got a, t- a rematch anyway, just being the former champion. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mike Mondo winning, yeah, as long as he doesn't win the belt. I don't think he will. I think they're going to make him look good. And it'll be, him. Yeah, it'll be the same thing against Roddy. It'll, it'll look really good, but he won't get the victory. We can hope. Um, so that wraps up this week's TV show. Um, John, any sort of overall thoughts or opinions on anything of the show? I thought it was a pretty decent show. It wasn't their best show. It wasn't their worst show. It was just a, a show. It had a really good opener, but other than that, it was just... It was just sort of there, walk. wasn't it? And I mean, it, I, I texted you at one point during the show that it sort of felt like a chore watching it. I mean, I know I have wa- I've already watched Raw today, so perhaps I had Wrestling Overload or something, but... I don't know. It just, it just felt like nothing was happening. That's 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 the problem with I think the Ring of Honor show. It doesn't seem like no matter nothing really important ever happens. And I know they last week they named the number one contender, but it seems like all the important kind of stuff that you want to see happens on, I guess I pay per view. I guess that's the way it should be. But they really don't do much on TV to make you want to watch the I pay per views. Yeah, and there's there's nothing ha- that happened here that makes me want to tune in next week. No. I mean, all they've said is that Charlie Haas and Rhett Titus will take on the Guardians of Truth. Now, that is definitely not going to tempt anyone to watch it because the Guardians of Truth has put on two bad matches. So, that's all they've announced for next week. So, I have... I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch it for the ROH cast, but as a fan, there's nothing sort of that makes you go, what's going to happen there? Yeah, I just What's hear gonna that. What's going to happen here? Like, yeah, they don't really ever end it on any kind of cliffhanger to keep you coming back. It doesn't have to be a cliffhanger, but there should be something pushing for next week. I mean, we we it, there's I mean, we've got one match in the tag tournament. I think there's two matches for the tag tournament next week, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like there's any hook or any sort of storyline progression happening that makes me going to want to tune in next week. And I think that's a bit of a problem, to be honest. Yeah, it has the SmackDown syndrome where it just seems that nothing important ever happens on the show, and it, they don't really ever ha- hype it well enough from week to week to keep you wanting to come back for more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think they need to um, try to put some sort of hook at the end of each show or something, maybe during Inside Ring of Honor, just some sort of way to tempt people to go, oh, I've got to make sure I tune into that next week because otherwise it would just become forgettable and people just will forget to tune in. Um, so that wraps up uh, this week's TV show. I think my overall opinion is that it's just sort of passable. As John said, the opener was good. QT Marshall match wasn't that great and the six band was just sort of there. So, I mean, it, nothing really sort of clicked in my opinion and nothing really sort of stands out as anything that we need to sort of... Uh, promote or i don't know i would say when it, when they upload the show just check out the uh opening tag match i, thought that was, I think that's good enough to take like 10 minutes out of your day to watch yeah 
that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good showcase of CNC. A, a young books match. They're always good. So yeah, I think that's a good point. Actually, just check out the uh, <laughs> the opening tag match. Um, so yeah, that wraps up this week's TV show. So now we're going to move on to the news, which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com. I'm not going to say any kind of cheesy hooks like Kevin Kelly does at the beginning inside Ring of Honor to. Oh, why not? We want to know what's coming up. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay, is that okay with you, or do you want me to say che- cheesy hooks? <laughs> no, go on, keep going. Okay, because I just thought of a good one, but I'll go on then. <laughs> Davy Richards is set to return at Death Before Dishonor X10, State of Emergency, and at the show he will what's the discuss. Emergency, John? Um, I don't know. I haven't been informed that. I'm I'm working on it. Okay, let us know next week. So yeah, next week in the news, I will tell you what the emergency is. <laughs> it might be the emergency. Might be that we actually have to pay for this show. Hi oh. <laughs> but but at uh, Deathly Four Dishonor X10 State of Emergency, David Richards <laughs> will discuss his future with the company. Um, well, re- no, you don't need to tune into that. RHCast 45. He tells you all about it in there. Um, yeah, he talks about potential plans to t- reunite with Eddie Edwards to reform the well, American War. He Wolf. actually said that he knows when the American Wars are coming back, but he couldn't tell us. So it might be September 15th. Well, no, because Davey's in uh, Japan at that time. I can only assume that he's going to do some sort of promo. Carlo O'Reilly will cut him off will lead to a match for, between the two at uh, Glory Bayana, and then after that we will see the American Wolves come back. How I would be sound? perfectly fine with that. Yeah, it sounds... I mean, he has to wrap up this stuff with O'Reilly, and from what he said in the interview, unless he was lying for some strange reason, you'd think if he was lying he'd tell us a, a, the date and everything, but um, he, he basically said... And, and, he, he'd also this, and he'd also would have said he had to go get his rest tape from the car. <laughs> he he said um, I think it was you John that asked him do you know when that is going to happen he said yes and then he laughed and said he, he couldn't tell us so um, perhaps we'll see them at the American Wolves at final battle take on whoever wins this tournament who knows we'll have to wait and see and on uh, September 22nd Survival of the Fittest returns and so far there have been 7 participants announced uh, so far, the participants that have announced are Adam Cole, last year's winner, Michael Elgin, Jay Lethal, Mike Bennett, Roderick Strong, Homicide, and the last man eliminated last year, Kyle O'Reilly. So out of uh, these seven wrestlers so far who have been announced, who do you think would have the best chance of winning? Unbeatable or, Jay Lethal. He, I mean, he's unbeatable. <laughs> it's in his name. Who's going to pin him? I mean, let me reword that. Who do you want to win? Oh, who do I want to win? Well, that is a different question entirely and would require me to have the website open so I can remember all seven names. 
Um, go ahead, John. Who do you think would? Uh, who do you want to win? I want to see it between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. I think Adam Cole. He just puts the great match on with everyone, and he then he's a future Ring of Honor champion. Ring of Honor champion. So, I I think getting him experience in the main event scene would be good. And mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly lately has really stepped his game up. I mean, we haven't seen much of him, but the last few times we've seen him at Best in the World, it's just been in his house show matches, from what I've heard, have been really, really good. And I really like his new, like, heel kind of disrespect character. And I just think it'd be a lot of fun to see him work his way up the, to the main event scene with that character. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you there, really. I mean, Elgin won't win it because he won last year, and... Um... Come September 22nd, he still won't have cashed in his win from last year anyway. Um, Jay Lethal, uh, uh, I hope not. I really, really hope not. The way they book him, it's likely, but they'd be silly to really silly to do that. Roderick Strong doesn't need to win this tournament to get a title shot. Um, Mike Bennett, uh, no, I, I just find that so unlikely. <laughs> it just wouldn't make sense the way... He's been booked recently for him to suddenly win this tournament. Um, Homicide, I mean, he got a title shot anyway, so he doesn't need to win the tournament. So it's the same thing as um, Ruddy there. And then Kyler Riley and Cole are probably the two possibilities at this point. Um, I think another name that hasn't been announced yet, but probably will be, could be Tommaso Ciampa. I think he stands quite a good chance of picking up the win this year. I think so too. I'd like to see that as well. Mm, It's just a shame that he's not undefeated still. If he was still undefeated, he could win the tournament and then challenge for the title early next year, maybe at WrestleMania weekend, and be like, he's undefeated, he defeated 11 other guys in the tournament, how's the world champion going to stop him? And then he loses. That would have been so good, but uh, Jay Lethal put a stop to that, didn't you, unbeatable? <laughs> yep, several times. <laughs> yeah, several, so many lethal injections. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll have to keep tuning in, see who else is uh, going to be announced for the tournament. And when those and whoever uh, wins the survival of the tournament, survival of the fittest tournament, and they challenge for the world title, survival they, of the tournament, survival of the tournament, whoever survives the uh, survival of the fittest tournament, when they cash in their opportunity, might have to be might be challenging for a new belt because Ring of Honor recently tweeted out a picture of a new belt and they kind of put a cryptic message. Harry, do you remember what the message said? Coming soon. Not too cryptic at all, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically Ring of Honor tweeted out saying coming soon with a picture a very close up of what appears to be a new title of some kind. Now, we don't know what belts are getting redesigned. I mean, all of them have the old logo on. Could all three be redesigned? I mean, I think at this point, I think the world title is, I don't think that, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, the tag titles would make sense, really. You know, this whole new tournament starting afresh, new belts, it, it would seem logical. Um, and the TV title does look pretty poor, so perhaps that, <laughs> that will get redone. What, what do you think? What do you like to see? I would just like to see the new logo on the belts. Just kind of update all, all the belts with the new logo because I think they all all look pretty fine how they are. Like mm. I don't I don't necessarily really like the TV title, but I'm okay with it. I, I, every time I don't freak out when I see it. Mm. The world title is probably my favorite belt. Yeah, the world title looks Currently really good. Currently, belt is one of my one of my favorites. It looks it's a great design. I think they should definitely keep that one. Yeah, the world title. Plus, really it has good. it has the UK flag on it. So, what's not to like? That's a good point. That's has <laughs> the American flag, USA. Oh USA. no, it's about that. Let's not let's not let's not have a border war right here. 
<laughs> this right here starts World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it all yeah, in the future. Oh, it all started on that podcast. <laughs> That's the state of emergency right there. <laughs> Keep going. Let's see and if we can transition again. I love that transition you had there. Try and do it again. <laughs> I, I can't transition to this. What's the next topic? It's just that uh, if you missed it last week, it was episode 50 of the ROH cast, a big monumental episode I didn't personally think we were ever going to get here. No offense to you, Harry. <gasps> I just, I, or I, not that I didn't think we were going to get here, I just thought it would take longer than, the le- less than <laughs> it's been less than a year since we've started this, isn't it? We started it, it the, the first show was reviewing last year's Death of War Dishonor, September something, so uh, less than a year at this point, episode 50. I mean, when we started it, we said one or two of these a week. Turned into at least one a week, and now some weeks had two because of interviews and things. But yeah, it was a great interview, speaking to Nigel for like forty minutes. So good way to celebrate episode fifty. All British podcast, just me, Stephen, and Nigel. I think that's the best way to celebrate things. And I didn't listen to it because I'm a true blooded American. And you didn't even leave a voicemail. You didn't even show up or leave a voicemail to be on the big episode fifty. You you are banned from episode one hundred. I was making my point of being an American. <laughs> I just feel uncomfortable around too many British people. <laughs> so yeah, if you, you haven't checked that one out, be sure to uh, head back on iTunes or rohworld.com and listen to episode 50. Probably one of the, the best ones, in my opinion. You're just saying that because I wasn't there. Yeah, that's the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the news. Oh, dear. Week. Oh, that is bad. That is considering we know last week's was episode fifty, so we didn't do the news, and uh, this is off two weeks worth of news rolled up into one here, and not really much is going on right now. So um, maybe we should have just done one of one or two of these a month like we planned. But um, oh well, we're stuck to this weekly thing now. So um, is that really it? That is, unless you're hiding something from me. No, I'm not. I don't have anything to announce at this point. So uh, we'll move on to the listener topics, which you can do, which you can do, which you can send in in several ways. You can tweet us at roh underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash roh world. You can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum, the best ring of honor forum of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or you can call us. For for one month only, because this number's expiring soon. One six one nine eight two 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 one one. If you call that number, leave a message. We'll play it on the show. And that number ends in about a month, I think. So if you want to take wanna, advantage of it, if you want to leave a voicemail. You've got one month to do it. So um, yeah, be sure to leave those messages. So now we'll get onto these topics and questions that you have sent in. I didn't mean to use that one again, but... uh, I like it. (laughs) We'll play the other one as well, just because the podcast is so short. Uh, Okay, so this is normally Stephen's job, so forgive me if I'm terrible like I am at hosting to begin with. Um, The first comment... Oh, love the new intro from Daniel Bryanson. Thank you very much. Um, Do you like the new intro, John? I do. Just because of the toots. Um, We have 
as we always do every week, we have ridiculous joke questions from Marcus, which we, for some reason, read out on the show. I, I don't understand why. We, we should just ignore these, but... Anyway, here we go. P- P- have you read these, by the way, John? I, I just looked at them. <laughs> don't, don't read it. Come on, it spells it. PW Insider reported today that the reason Generico hasn't been around is rumoured to be a sexual harassment inc- incident with Maria. Allegedly, he told her, in English, that he was going to give her his own <laughs> special version of Mike Bennett's box office smash. When can we expect Generico return to get his title run? That just makes me think that Generico is just Mike Mondo in a mask. You heard it here first. That 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 proves it. I mean, you know, if if El Generico really did threaten to give Maria a box office smash, I mean, if if he now goes and punches a locker in front of Cornette, will he receive a title shot, or does he need to write a blog? on the website to receive a proven ground first. What, what do you think is the best route for Generico here? For Generico, I, I think he just needs to go on a sexually explicit rant in front of New York City. Mm. Talking about his feces and uh, urinating. Yeah, yeah oh. talking about talking about urin- urinating on his feces, or using his feces to urinate. I can't remember the order. <laughs> I need to actually uh, find that clip and play it, because I, what he said, I swear, wasn't an actual sentence. It was just random. <laughs> chopped in. Just a collection of words. Yeah, and it made no sense. Uh, Marketh continues with his uh, serious questions. Kissing wrestlers and kissing fans. Why doesn't Kevin Steen just come out of the closet already? It's especially obvious when he keeps saying on TV and he wants to destroy his... <laughs> he wants to destroy Jim Cornette's ring of honour. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually see the question there, to be honest. Well, we we can have we can have Steen playing the gay character, destroying Cornette's Ring of Honor. We could have we can have him teaming with Brutal Bob, Bob as he pounds people's delicate mouths, <laughs> and we could have Charlie Haas going around ethering people, so it's easier for both of them to do so. I think I created the next super faction. Wow, I mean, you know, it's a one-hour show. They've already got three factions. I think a fourth one is in order. I agree. Um, and Marcus continues with, you know, it starts off nice, but then it turns into a slight, I don't know, insult. Mark. I'm not sure. Anyway, congratulations on 50 episodes. The last seven of eight have been the best and the only ones I've listened to. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you. At least you've listened to some of them. That's true. I'm sure I'll be able to tell you similar-voiced bastards apart eventually. I'm the one with the manliest voice. <laughs> I'm but the but one that... I, I, I wonder if it gets me confused everybody else, because I'm the only one with the, without a British accent. Des? Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Sorry, Des. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what the next question is. This is from Robert Reed. Um, he says, Do you feel that ROH has kind of backtracked recently with Rhett Titus? After the Kenny King situation, it looked as if they were pushing him to the world title picture. He was interfering in main events, uh, Bruce City Beatdown and Boiling Point, cutting promos on Steen, and was even put into a main event as Steen's opponent at Caged Hostility, which is in uh, Charlotte, I think, on September 8th, I want to say. The week, this, it's the week before Death Before yeah. Connor, ex-Tennessee State of Emergency. There we go. Um, for me, at least, it looked as if he was going to be the next challenger or the challenger after that, you know, interchangeable with Elgin. Then he suddenly gets thrown into what looks to be a mess with Charlie Haas, toot toot, 
in the tag situation and Rhino's being thrown against Steen at Death Before Dishonor at X10. The only way I see it working is to have Scum against Tars and Titus in the finals and Steen costs Titus. That is... He's, he's done a better... That's a better name. Oh, I like that one. Titus. That is awesome. Um, that sounds like I'm saying tight ass, doesn't it? But um, Even gets you in with Steen, Brutal Bob. <laughs> uh, to give them a singles feud and Carino and Jacobs keep their jobs. But when, but then where would Titus get his title shot? With yeah. Rhino and Elgin having the next two, that means final battle, and I can't see Titus main eventing final battle, at least not yet. So where does that leave him? Are they just going to ignore the feud, pretend it never happened? What do you guys think will happen? Do you, like me, think that they've backtracked? What do you guys think of the backtracking? I just realised how long this question is, so my back. <laughs> Great podcast with Nigel, by the way, and thanks for the 50th episode shout-out. Well, uh, thank you for the question, Robert Reed. So I'll go to you, John. What do you think about the whole Rhett Titus thing post the whole ANX split? I think uh, they've kind of capitalized on it well. They did a good job after King left. It kind of capitalized, because at the time, Titus was really hot. Everybody was talking about, like, oh, how could King leave him? behind and everything like that and they capitalized by turning Titus into like the sympathetic character that was mm. in the main event scene and I think they can still do that they just I think they kind of got stuck by ha- having to kind of force them into the tag title tournament because there's really nothing else they could really do mm. and and I think and I, I like his idea of Steen costing them the uh, the tag tournament but he makes yeah. a good point what Nothing would there'd be no payoff from that for a long you can, time. You can get you can get Titus versus Steen on TV, I guess. That's true, but then it doesn't really. I don't know. A title shot on TV doesn't have the sort of, same sort of weight behind it as it does an eye pay per view. I mean, we saw Mondo get a shot on TV. They just dish them out to anyone. I could probably get one if I flew to Baltimore. And then punch the locker. Just punch a locker, but like, yeah, give me that title shot, and I'm going. I'm jacked in ten. It's good check time. Um. So yeah, I think I think Robert Reed has a good point really that they did start to capitalise it early on. They looked like they were setting something up. I mean, they've still got that match in Charlotte to come, but with two of the pay per views already lined up and you know, final battles the only sort of unknown at this point, and he makes a good point that Rhett Titus isn't really ready to main event final battle, and to be honest, I don't even think he's ready to get a title shot. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I just I just find his promos so awkward, and I've yet to I don't get behind him as a singles guy or get behind his character enough yet. And you know they've got time to change that sort of get him some momentum, big wins. So we'll have to see what happens with this tournament. I'm guessing he'll be in the finals. So whatever happens there is gonna you know if he wins that tournament, then he's sticking in the tag team scene, and he's not gonna do anything with Steen, but if he loses to Scum and Steen does get involved, then something obviously is going to happen there, but I don't know when, because Rhett versus Steen at Final Battle doesn't no. be main event to me, but then again, neither does Steen versus Rhino, so maybe that'll happen anyway. Anything else you want to add on that question? But yeah, basically, I think they probably do have bigger plans for Titus coming out of the whole Kenny King situation, they had... That they, I think they already had this other stuff in motion to do, and they were kind of stuck with what they had and didn't have much of a choice but to do it how they're doing it now. And I think once this is kind of over with, they'll find a way to further push Titus up the card if that's what their plans are. What I find annoying is that the last time we saw Kenny King, he was 
beaten up by Scum, I think, wasn't he, with a chair attack. And then we had um, Steen and Karina and Jacobs. They were holding up the tag belts, and all three of them had all had belts in the ring. That was the last time we saw Kenny King. And Marketh said on the forum that um, they should have said that Kenny King is injured because of Scum. And then that would explain why Rectitis is going after Scum. What he then could have done is have one pay-per-view, Rhett versus Jacobs, then Rhett versus Carino, then he goes after Steen because they injured his partner and he lost the tag belts because they injured him. But instead, Ring of Honor said, oh, he, we had a contract dispute and he went elsewhere. And I think that was poor because by accident, they had, they had created this perfect explanation as where Kenny King is gone. So why don't they just say he was injured and taken out by Scum? Right, Titus then goes after Scum. That's why he's facing him in Charlotte. It would have made perfect sense, but they're not doing that. Yeah. You know why, John? It, why? Because that would have made sense. Mm. And it doesn't sound much of what Ring of Honor does these days makes much sense. Mm. I mean, it, it's not like they had to change anything. It was already set up completely by accident. So I don't, that's why and it by, confuses And by me. admitting that Kenny King went elsewhere while holding your tag titles kind of makes your company look bad. Mm. I mean, like, when stuff really happens, like Edward's going to Japan... Shelton Benjamin, I think he's going to Japan as well. They come up with storylines as to where they've gone. You know, Shelton's suspended, Eddie's injured. Just to have Kenny King completely um, taken out by Scum, which happened. We, it already happened before he left. And they can just pretend that because they ANX can't defend the belts, they've been stripped off them and they've set up a tournament. Rhett Tice is like, oh, I worked years to get those belts. Scum, you cost me them, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I think Mark has got that, more sense. <laughs> when they went on there to explain that King had the contract dispute, I think that was their way of trying to bury him and make him look bad. But it, I don't think it worked. No. No, not at all. Um, so now... Oh, Marcus says, I'll just reiterate my previous questions. That was his next comment. So we've already heard those. I don't think we need to repeat them. Um, we have one on Twitter. From at Ken smells good. I love the site and the podcast. I started listening this week. So if his first episode was the one with Nigel, and now he's coming to us two, gibbering for an hour, uh, I, I don't think he'll be listening much longer. <laughs> I think he did what I usually do with shows on Netflix. I start at the very beginning and work my way all the way through them. So I think he started with episode one this past week. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been so enthralled with them. Hey, you know, you know, his, his episodes one through fifty is that season one? Should there be a DVD box set of this somehow? Oh yeah, the ROH cast anthology part <laughs> one. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, uh, Key Crusher ninety nine on Twitter says, "Is ROH on their way out of business?" I don't think they're uh, SBG financial advisor John, uh, do you have any comments? I don't think they're on their way out of business. I don't think that they're on their way up like they used to be. Now, from what I understand, SBG has lots of money. <laughs> SBG yeah. makes money. Okay. Ring of Honor does not make money. Okay. It's, unless I'm... I don't think Ring of Honor is profitable, or it doesn't make that much money for SBG. So I don't know if he means... what he means by on the way out of business. I mean, if they continue to not make money, I'm sure SBG will just sell them to Carry Silkin, or I don't know what they'll do then, but I wouldn't say they're going out of business. No, I'm certain no, they're probably not, they're obviously not as profitable as they used to be, I don't think, but if they ever were that profitable, but I think it's going to be a long while before if they ever do go out of business. 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go to Facebook now. I think we have a couple on there. We have we have three actually. Uh, we have Macklin Burns um, saying, "Do you guys see Mondo winning the TV title at Death Before Dishonor?" Ten. God no. I read that how he's put it. He he put Death Before Dishonor question mark and then ten question mark. So do we see him winning ten times? <laughs> Ooh. No. Uh, yeah. Do do you think Mondo's going to win the belt? No. No. It, it would make. I, I, actually, no. I was about to say. I was just about to say it would make no sense for Mondo to win the belt. Then I remembered what we were saying two minutes ago. Ring of Honor doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> so maybe Mondo will win it. It would be terrible. It would ruin Cole's momentum. His title run's just getting started. Mondo can afford to lose to Cole. I just. I don't even want to think about that possibly happening. It would, it would just be ridiculous. I, I just, agree. just hope it isn't like the Brutal Bob match where it's a squash match and he has to get a fluke victory at the end, like Cole or something. That would be bad. Um, our next one is Jonathan Hunter says, who are your picks to win the World Tag Team titles? I think CNC Wrestling Factory should take it all. John? I think about CNC. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I like CNC. I, my pick for right now, though, would have to be Scum. Titus, Ret Tutis, whatever you want to call them, I think they are going to win the, the tournament. Just because, if you think about it, we were talking about how Ring of Honor, the TV show, doesn't have a hook, doesn't make you want to tune in. If they won, there's a hook in the tag title scene because you're like, oh, who's going to win the belts? You know, they're obviously going to have a match at the next pay-per-view. Then, you, then you're going to tune in and see who the partners are. It gives you months of tuning in to see what happens with the tag titles. Yeah, I guess so. Why do you think Scum are going to pick up the victory and the, win the tournament? I believe this might be a spoiler alert. So It's a spoiler of about six days of the minor stipulation. Do I need to play the alarm? I mean, Yes, it, yes you do. If you don't want to hear a very, very minor spoiler of a stipulation of the tag tournament regarding Scum, skip ahead, what, a minute? But yeah. I'm pretty sure people aren't going to mind this. I'm going to play the alarm very briefly. Go ahead, John. Apparently the only way Scum can get in the tag tournament is if they don't win the tournament, they're going to get fired. And I can't see Jacobs and Carino getting fired, so I think they're going to win the tournament. Now, from what I understand, they're not even under contract. To hmm. begin with, so are they going to put the tag titles on guys under contract again? But I just—it just seems like Karina and Jacobs are so important to what Steen is and the whole scum. I mean, they are two thirds of the faction, so I can't see them not being around unless they use it as a reason for. Realistically, further. does Kevin Steen need them? I guess he doesn't. I mean, I enjoy them together. If you, if you think of, from a business standpoint, is it not... They could just cut cost and just get rid of... I know, obviously, I, I think Jimmy Jacobs would definitely stick around, and I think Carino could be good on commentary. But I think from a business standpoint, they'd probably look at it and think, well, what's the point of having these two guys with him? He would just be fine on his own. Which he was, for, for you know, when he when he left against... Uh, because of generic and he kept coming back and working his way back he was on his own for ages I mean he was feuding with Jacobs and Carino 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I just like Carino and Jacobs too much to think about them going. Mm. I mean, I definitely think the finals are going to be Scum versus um, Titus and Haas. For sure. I mean, CNC, I don't think they're going to get to the finals because I think it's just too early for them at this point. Even though they are very talented, I just think it's it's too soon for them, really. Um, and the Briscoes, uh, that's not going to happen again, is it? No, but so, they're seven-time champions. It's not going to be eight. So it's down to Rectitis and Scum. Um, <laughs> Rectitis and Scum, just on his own. But I, I think it'll be Haas and Titus that'll pick up the win. They'll have a match at... Uh, is it Glory Bayana? And then after that, whoever will then pick their own champion uh, partner again. So probably um, Haas and Benjamin will be the tag team champions. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Uh, see, perhaps Scum will win it. I, I don't know. I just I just can't see. I just think this Red Titus thing would be it'd be stupid to set it up without. I'm, I'm, I can't even speak at this point. What I'm trying to say is that adding that, adding the whole them partnering, this whole storyline would be pointless if they don't win the tournament, in my opinion. I mean, they could end up costing each other, I guess. Like they both want to be the ones that win the belt, and that could lead to their downfall. Them not working well together, and that could lead to their own side feud without the belts. Yeah, that, that's true, but. I think that would struggle to make sense because no matter who gets the win, they both get the belt anyway. Yeah, but it, you know they already said they're not partners; they're just teaming together. And you have to think that would be a big bragging right for either one of them, especially if like Charlie Haas. I could see Charlie Haas costing Titus from trying to get the pinfall just so he can have something to brag about over him. And I'm not saying it's something I'd want to see, but I'm just saying that I think that's a possibility of happening. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think we'll have to just wait and see. We'll, we'll talk about it probably more in the Death Before Dishonor N. Uh, Death Before Dishonor N? I can't even speak. What is wrong with me? This is when I just need more other guys here to sort of so I can shut up, relax, get my thoughts together. What I'm trying to say is that we'll talk about it when we preview the pay-per-view. There we go. Luckily, there's only one more question left because I'm having a stroke or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ken Smell says, with Punk saying he's not far from retirement, do you think he'll do a brief run with Ring of Honor? Mm, no. No, I don't know. Punk, maybe. I mean, let, let's... I mean, well, that, I, I could not have given a worse answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know when he'll retire or whatever. I don't know where this rumour or where he said this that he's not far from retirement. But, you know, presumably he, he'll wrap things up with... With Ring of Honor, uh, with with WWE, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him make an appearance at one show, like yeah, an, like an anniversary, anniversary, anniversary show. yeah, like I don't know the fifteenth anniversary show. He he comes out does a promo and gives someone the go to sleep or something or the Pepsi plunge or whatever. Um, I don't think he'll have a match or a brief run, so to speak. But I could, if you know, if he does wrap things up with WWE, I wouldn't be surprised if he had. A brief appearance. I mean, yeah, because we've seen right, Ricky Steamboat make appearances, Mick Foley make appearances, mm. uh, Bret Hart, Ric Flair make appearances. So I don't think Punk would be out of the question just to make a few brief appearances and maybe put somebody over on the microphone or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't be surprised if we see him maybe one day for a brief appearance. Uh, the final question is from 
at Denim Dave, long time listener. He asked since the beginning. Yeah, he has actually. Um, do you think WWE NXT could become a threat to the ROH TV show? Well, they if it ever comes on in America, then yeah, I could possibly see it. But it does not come on in America, which makes me so angry because that now, roster. John, there are many ways to watch that show. I don't care. I don't want to. It makes me men have to watch Ring of Honor on my computer. I don't want to have to watch another show on my computer. Yeah, I mean, if if they put that show. I mean, I'd, where is it shown in America? Nowhere? Nowhere. Oh, okay. Okay, well, Dame Dave, it's not a threat at all at this point because it's not shown anywhere. But if it was, can you imagine if it was shown on a major channel on a Saturday or something? I think it could affect Ring of Honor because... Absolutely. If, have guy, if it's an hour show, all of, I mean, I watch it um, online weekly and uh, it's an hour show with just wrestling in it, sort of like what Ring of Honor is. They have a champion. They have Tyler Black. Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli's there. They, have, they pretty much have the Ring of Honor's roster from two years ago, plus some extra uh, independent wrestler standouts like a Dean Ambrose. The, the, the recent tapings had... Um, was it CM Punk and Tyler Black versus the Kings of Wrestling? Yes. I mean, that's doing Ring of Honor better than Ring of Honor's doing Ring of Honor right <laughs> now, isn't it? And all, on that same show, they had Punk versus Claudio. I mean, that's fantastic. If that was on... Ring of Honor fans would just watch that instead of Ring of Honor. Because it's got... It has the wrestling that the Ring of Honor fans like. Maybe not at the same level because some of the guys are still, you know, WWE guys. But they do have those top indie guys, like you said, and guys from Ring of Honor. But you have it presented with the lovely HD amazing production that WWE has. So it could be a competitor if they... If WWE put it on... um, you know, on a lot of channels or however it works over there at the same... So if it, I mean, if it was on different days, I don't think it'd be much of an impact. But if it was, like, competing time slots... Oh, that absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it would I, I think if NXT was his own independent company, it would probably be... I mean, I haven't seen any of the shows, but just based on the roster alone, it would probably be one of the best independent companies out there just because of how good the roster is. Mm. I mean, uh, when you watch it, it doesn't feel like a WWE show because the matches actually get time. <laughs> and there's not much promo, so it, it is it is good. So um, maybe one day it could be a threat. I don't know if do we really, really care that much about being any sort of threat to Ring of Honor. But um, yeah, if more of the roster keep going there, then that could be definitely be a problem. But it uh, needs to come on in America. Yeah, well, I don't really care about that to be honest. But um, that's just me. I'm just continuing <laughs> our border war. <laughs> Uh, that is the last question we have this week, so thank you to everyone who sent those in. You actually added some discussion in uh, the bulk of the show, really. Ring of Honor aren't doing any of that with their lack of news. So uh, thank you to everyone who sent topics in. We do hope you enjoyed the show. Um, hopefully next week it'll be me, Stephen, and John, so there'll be more people, better better discussions um, than just two. Well, it's, it's my turn to no-show next week. Oh, here we go. Um, oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, we, we do hope you enjoyed this week's show. Be sure to tune in next week. And uh, leave any feedback on the podcast or anything in general on our forum. So uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you all next week.